Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. City News. Hello, good evening. Welcome to Eyewitness News coming to you live from our studios at number 11, Dr. Martin Loop in Adabraka in Accra. My name is Salom Adonu. Tonight I'm here with Nashika Caesar. Coming up over the next 90 minutes, Speaker of Parliament admits two private members' motion. One, for details of the domestic debt exchange program to be submitted for members' consideration and approval. And also for an inquiry in, to be instituted into the controversial National Cathedral Project and related matters. Details of all of this tonight on Eyewitness News. Also coming up, newly placed SHS students at, Boku, at schools in Boku refuse to report for classes for fear that they might be caught up in the age-long Boku conflict. What can the Ghana Education Service do about this situation? We will bring you some answers. Also still on Eyewitness News Ghana 1066 on Monday. And as has been the case over the years, there will be a parade by students and security forces. But this time at home. And what or are these marches and parades still necessary in the face of our economic challenges? Uh, former Chief Justice Sofia Kufu has some views we will be bringing to you on the subject. Stay with 97.3 City FM for more on this and other stories on eyewitness news and in business the bank of ghana encourages financial institutions to put in place measures to address early distress signs in their institutions eyewitness news is live across the country on uh, and on all our affiliates around the globe at citynewsroom.com um, your comments are welcome via our whatsapp line 0549986996 you can follow me on twitter at uh, salom i don't know the hashtag as always is uh, city newsroom now straight to our first story where uh, the the speaker of parliament uh, today admitted two motions uh, one for details of the domestic debt exchange program to uh, be brought to the house for the consideration of members and approval eventually if if, if members uh, find it necessary to so do and also um, another motion was admitted for an inquiry to be instituted into the controversial uh, National Cathedral project and related matters. Nashika. The Speaker of Parliament, Alban Bagbian, has admitted two private members' motions filed by the minority group in the House. This includes a request for the House to constitute a committee to conduct an inquiry into the National Cathedral Project and all related matters to make appropriate recommendations for the consideration of the House. The second motion is requesting for the Finance Minister to present to Parliament the details of government's debt restructuring programme. All right, so let's hit the full lines now and then do some interviews. Um, the Honorable Nelson Roxin Dafia Mekpo uh, is a member of parliament for the South Dai constituency and member of the minority group. Indeed, he was one of uh, the members or one of the MPs on both 
motions. Uh, he joins us on the line for some uh, details of what really they, they, they intend doing. Hello, good evening, sir. Welcome to Eyewitness News. Now, the domestic debt exchange program is being concluded. Uh, members or people have exchanged their old bonds for new ones. It appears everything is moving in a, a According to plan, uh, we are waiting for the IMF's board uh, to, to give approval for the program so we can officially begin the program. What else does Parliament want to see in, in, in this program? Um, thank you very much and good evening to your listeners. Uh, if you may recall, um, we had to demand for the finance minister to to come brief Parliament on the nitty-gritties of the, the the debt exchange program as government is pursuing presently. Now, it took, after some dilly-dallying, uh, the finance minister came about two weeks ago, but he came with a mere statement. It contained nothing. No terms, no conditions, simply nothing. And so a few of my colleagues, including my leader, my group, um, the Honorable Isaac Adongo, Mama Yariga, myself, to, as it were, proceed by a private member's motion to now request for the terms, the actual terms, as it were, and conditions of this major fiscal policy government is presently pursuing so that Parliament will, will consider it and advise going forward if necessary. And this is within our mandate as the as the um, the oversight of in terms of expenditure and 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 such other things in relation to government entities and both. So we are acting within the the the, the premises of the law underpinning the work of parliament. But is this not coming a bit too late? Because the the, the program was started. I mean, we, we, we faced a, a few issues. There were uh, demonstrations, etc. There's nothing, there's nothing too late about this. This was announced, this program was announced last year in October. It's featured in our budget. And we're told when the budget was passed sometime 23rd of December or 24th of December 2012, uh, 2022, we're told that the details, as it were, uh, regarding the terms and conditions will be brought to, to Parliament. That hasn't happened. What he came to do was a mere briefing. He didn't contain the details. So if we are proceeding by a private member's motion to be moved and, and, and acted upon by speakers to demand this, it is within our mandate. It is not too late at all. In fact, we are asking for transparency and accountability in this matter. The whole the whole process appears to be so thick. Do you know how many how many persons and entities are involved in respect of the domestic debt exchange program as well as the external debt restructuring program as a news as a media house? Do you know? Do you have that data? You don't. Do you know the terms and conditions under which this structuring is being done? So that tomorrow, if we are having a discussion on the matter, you can speak eloquently to to the to the nitty gritties of the policy. We don't know. So it's only fair. It's only it's, it's in consonance with the accountability principles that it the terms are laid before Parliament for all of us to look at and and understand exactly 
where government is proceeding to from here. So, so what you're asking for is, is merely for informational purposes, is that correct? It's not merely for informational purposes. You see, what government is doing is to restructure our commitments for today to tomorrow. So if, if what, is, what we are committed to today is to be deferred to tomorrow, we want to understand how is that being done. So, so if the terms are honored, if the terms are unreasonable, we will let government know. But if they are fair and reasonable, we will applaud government for that. So it is not merely for information purposes. It is for parliament to make a decision. And so what, what are, what, so, I mean, the, the you said consideration and approval. What is the scope of that consideration? What does the term consideration in this context mean? If, if, if you read the constitution, constitution says for anything, anything of this nature is to be, is for the consideration and approval of parliament. That is the constitutional language. How parliament does that is, is pursuant to our, uh, established protocols as to practices of debate and all. But we'll let you know when we get a term, whether it is agreeable to Parliament that this the the the, the investment of citizens be structured in the manner that the government has done is agreeable by Parliament or not, we'll let you know. Well, what could be the possible outcomes of this consideration? It's for us to debate. For instance, if somebody's principal and interest if somebody's investment matures today, and instead of paying today, you want to pay that in 15 years, Parliament can say that, no, that is not fair. You have to pay that in six months. But the, the person is a private person. The person has agreed to the terms. The what what business has Parliament to, to now interfere in, in a contractual arrangement between the government and a private person? Tell them, this is an embarrassment, an embarrassing question. You can't say that the, the consent of private people shouldn't be of consent to parliament. We are the people's representative. Every MP is, is, is a representative of a section of this population. So by indeed, the the, 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 yes, the, 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 the program we were told Salom, was voluntary. Salom, yes. The concerns of the, of the respective people in each constituency should be of consent to each MP. So cumulatively put, parliament ought to be in the new from the word go, regarding the terms and conditions of this negotiation. Yes, I, so I, I, cannot, I, yes, I, I so get that point. Cannot, parliament, so this cannot be done in isolation from Parliament. Parliament must be in the center of this negotiation. And you, want to, you also understand that it has an implication for our public debt going forward. Yes, the, the implication for the public debt is clear. That I understand. But where, where I, I, I seem not to understand is where you say that if the terms, in your view, are not fair to the private person who voluntarily agreed to subscribe to those terms and Parliament may come in, that is where I do not understand. Now, you have come to Parliament to say that you want to restructure our public debt. That is what you have said. The terms of those restructuring you will bring to Parliament. Salom, as we speak, today is 3rd March 2023. No such terms and conditions has been laid before Parliament. And you think that we shouldn't ask government for that? Regarding assurances you made sometime in December, in your own budget statement for 2023, 
I think the media should rather be interested in why government has refused to bring these terms and conditions to parliament as they promised us. So if a few minority MPs have taken this upon themselves, we should rather be applauded than, than be chastised by the media like you seek to do now. No, no, no far, far from that. I'm not, I'm not chastising you at all. I'm just trying to understand what the scope of the consideration is and what the outcomes of the consideration can be. I think you've, you, you've, you've addressed that quite, quite yeah, well. No, the voluntariness of persons who have participated is not material. What is material is that government says that 95 billion of our, of our domestic debt, for instance, which is due, is going to be restructured. And that is, that is very significant. So we should be... You see, we approve the public. We approve the pay. We approve expenditure. So if we approve expenditure, and you are saying that the funds that will come in, you are going to restructure 95 billion of what is due, by law, we ought to know. that. In fact, that is the requirement of law. This is not something we do merely. It's a requirement of law. In Article 181, it's, it's a clear requirement. Very well. So so there was a second one as well. Uh, this one by, maybe your, your, uh, I mean, Dr. Kisilatu Fosin, uh, Imanol Amaboa, uh, Governor Zagboja, Dominic Ayeni, uh, Helen Ntosu, and Samola Akujetu Ablakwa, which uh, has to do with constituting a committee to conduct an inquiry into the National Cathedral of Ghana project and all related matters. Uh, what do you have to say about this as well? Okay, uh, Salam, if, if you recall once more, uh, during the 2022-2023 budget hearing, the National Cathedral appeared before the Trade Committee and provided documents, documents which clearly indicated that they had spent so far on the cathedral and its related matters amount in excess of 225 million Ghana cities. Meanwhile, in the mother budget presented to Parliament, the finance minister said that his, his outfit, which is the Minister of Finance, had released in excess of 339 million Ghana cities in respect of the National Cathedral and its related matters. So there's a missing link of, of some 100 and 15 or 18 million Ghana cities. And this, and this missing link has not been properly addressed. So, and because, because no, no reasonable uh, uh, grounds have been canvassed to explain the, the missing link, a few, a few of our colleagues came together to say that a private member's motion. Parliament should inquire into the discrepancy. It's, it's a very simple matter. Why the Secretariat itself will be saying that they had so far spent two to five million, and the Ministry that is in charge of the pest and makes makes the releases says that they have released three three nine million. I, th- I think clearly. Even from without this coming from members of parliament, you, the media, should have pursued this matter since December. It hasn't happened. That is why some members of parliament from our side are saying that let parliament inquire into the matter so that we can establish the basis for this difference. And both documents, mind you, are before the mm. 225 document 
as well as the 339 document. They are all before parliament. I see. So do, do we know the constitution of this committee yet? Has the committee been constituted yet? No, no, no. The motions, both motions have just been admitted by speaker. And so pursuant to our standing orders, they will be moved next week. It is when the motion is moved, seconded, debated, and 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 uh, and voted upon that the speaker will make referral to either a standing committee or a select committee in charge, or when necessary, a completely new ad hoc committee will be established to pursue this matter, giving a certain terms of reference for its work. I see. Thank you so much, the Honorable Nelson Roxin Roxin Nelson Daffy. I'm a member of parliament for the Saldai uh, constituency. Thank you so much for speaking to us on both issues on Eyewitness News. Eyewitness News on 97.3 uh, City FM coming to you live from our studios here at number 11, Dr. Martin Loop in uh, Dabraka in a few of your messages uh, that have been coming in. Uh, this one from Alassan Sisi from Zenu Central says that restructuring exchange program uh, should come to Parliament for Ghanaians to know the terms and conditions. Uh, Lottie Jones says, we only hope the committee's work uh, will lead to something useful. It shouldn't be one of such committees we have had in the past. I will take a short break, return uh, with some more stories. When we return, we'll look at the issue of the newly placed SHS students uh, at schools in Boku who are refusing to report for school because they are afraid they may be caught up in that Boku conflict. Eyewitness News, don't go away. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. Eyewitness News on 97.3 City FM. Some more stories. Now, some students who have been posted to senior high schools within the Boko municipality have refused to accept the admission as a result of the conflict in the area. The protracted chieftaincy dispute in Boko has left scores of people dead and others sustaining injuries. About 10 people have been reported dead in recent disturbances. Students posted to the area have since rejected the admissions offered them. In an interview with City News, the Upper East Regional Coordinator of the Free Senior High School Program Kofi Ayamga and Namboyine said the students who won't accept admission won't be taken through counselling. Because of the insecurity, some, some, some we, we spoke to them that since, since they started the conflict, we have never had it on campus. So if they could go, so others agreed that they would go. But if, a few of them so what steps are being taken to ensure that and when, yeah. when they when they come we cancel them and it is also true that the conflict has never been of the senior high schools campus and then to entertain fears. Kofi Ayamga Anamboyine is the Upper East Regional Coordinator of the Free Senior High School. Interesting story. Let, let's speak to Charles Ahetuchega, who is a former Director General of the Ghana Education Service, to help us appreciate how some of these matters are dealt with. Hello, good evening, sir. Welcome to Eyewitness. This is quite an interesting one. Students posted to a particular school are refusing to turn up because uh, they fear they will be caught up in the conflict in Boku. Uh, what's your view on this, first of all? Well, thank you very much. Um, this is a very dicey situation that we have up north. 
Um, I know that uh, when I was teaching there in 1985, we had gone through uh, one cycle of the uh, the conflict, and rightly said, it didn't really affect students, even though one teacher was lost as a result of the conflict, and he put the fear of God in all of us, and we were very uncertain, but things happened. But the point is that it is uh, a rather insecure environment. And uh, some of the rumors you've been hearing about the place indicate that uh, no one can tell the extent to which uh, the insecurity would, 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 would go. Uh, and it has become a very, very insecure environment to uh, expose uh, people's children to. Uh, so I think it is important for government to begin to literally revise its notes on the security situation uh, in the area and ensure that um, the things can get a bit more secure before we can let uh, proper studies go on uh, in the school. That, that, that may appear mid to long term because the, 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 the conflict has been on for, for, for a very long time and we've always hoped that things will, will get better now. We have a situation on our hands where the students are refusing to go. What should the service be doing? Should they be open to reposting those who do not want to go there or they should insist that once you've been posted there, you have to go? No, the, the system should not, the service should not insist that uh, once you've been posted, you should go. Because again, um, the curfew and the restrictions that have been imposed in the area itself are not in to uh, conducive for educational uh, activities, especially within uh, the school area. And we don't know um, when uh, hooligans will enter and do anything to uh, students within the school environment. So it's a very, very dicey security situation there. So like you said, I, I would think that this is a good opportunity for government to take advantage and um, um, you know, close down the schools in Boku and distribute the students, uh, you know, into the other schools in the in the area, so that they can continue um, uh, their uh, education. I, I don't know what will happen to the first years, and just as they have done, they have refused to go because none of them wants to uh, be a victim in in the situation. So they should all be posted to different schools. And we literally find a way of uh, freezing Boku uh, Secondary School, Boku Sectech, and Boku Technical, uh, and wait until we have a very, very fine environment, and then we can allow the students to come into schools. So I think it's the best thing to do at this point in time. Closing down the school entirely appears quite drastic, because as we speak, indeed, they, they are in school, and, and the com- nobody knows when the conflict comes. They could be there for over a year or two. There will be no conflict, and nobody will die. And so just closing it down, would that not be too drastic? Would that not even lead to some people never going back to school again? Because if you, if you, if you, redistribute, it, if you redistribute them uh, to other schools, some may not even go out, and then that becomes the end of their, their education. Well, again, it would then be a very unfortunate choice for those who would uh, not go. I, I, as we speak now, I, I am not very um, abreast with uh, the uh, situation in Boku. I don't know whether the conflicts have even prevented some teachers who come from the southern part of Ghana 
you know, from going back to the school. I don't know the teaching situation uh, over there. And those are all the issues that we should take into consideration. What is the staff level and all of those things, you know, we, we should not incur debt um, in the school and put the children at risk in a situation where you don't even have teachers uh, to teach them because uh, everybody thinks that their lives are at risk and would not want to put it at any further risk. So I think the best thing to do, uh, and, and, and it will compel us to make sure uh, that we have brought the matters uh, very close to solution uh, in, 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 in the situation that we face when we close down the school and we we, we, we we do much work in terms of ensuring that peace returns and allow our children to go back to school in that re, uh, respect. Because it is very, very risky to put any children there and nobody uh, can, you know, can, can explain uh, what happens to students who are in school and then uh, something happens to any of the students. The, the the education directorate in the area is saying that they are they are hoping to offer those students refusing to turn up some counseling services. Uh, would that not help in any way to to change their minds to 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 no, come but, back to school? But, um, somebody would. Uh, I was talking to some people some time ago, and uh, he says, "Well, uh, you can sit down and expect counseling when RPGs are flying over uh, your head." You know, that sounds like we are in peacetime and the, and the issue is a very simple one. I think this is not the time for us to go that way and ensuring that we are helping the students to go through counsel. counseling for what? When the whole area is insecure. So I think we, we will best save the children if we close down those schools and then we find a way of distributing them to the schools around the area and ensuring that we then put in place a very fast-track approach to ensuring that the children, uh, you know, calm returns and the place where the children can return to school to continue with their education. Because that if we don't do it, the children will take the decision themselves just as they've done. They won't go because they are afraid of what will happen to them if they uh, go back into that environment. Very well. Thank you so much, Charles Aheto Chega, uh, former Director General of the Ghana Education Service. Thank you so much for speaking to us on Eyewitness News. Now, the Education Minister, Dr. Yaose Duchum, says over 500,000 BC graduates have been placed in various senior high schools across the country under the school placement system. Dr. Educhum says the number has increased significantly following the introduction of the free senior high school policy. Speaking at the 2022 Presidential BC Awards in Accra, Dr. Yaoiduchum says the free SHS policy has opened many opportunities for children to attain secondary education. Years back, we could have had an opportunity of seeing students who will come up here to be congratulated, but who have not made it to a high school. Today, that cannot happen. Your free senior high school have sent all these young men and women to various high schools across the country. Seeing when Free Senior High School started, um, 2017, there were 830,000 students enrolled in our high schools across the country. This year, we've had a record placement of over 500,000 students. You see, the 
830 was for three years. This year alone, 500,000 have found schools, and we are waiting anxiously for them uh, to enroll in our various high schools across the country. That tells you something about what is taking place in this country. Mr. President, your vision is seeing fruition, and these young men and women have found themselves in our various high schools, technical schools, and they are studying, and their brains and talents are going to be used for the benefit of this nation so that this nation can live through to its motto of freedom and justice. Dr. Yao Seiduchum is the Education Minister. Meanwhile, President Ikufaru says government will continue to implement policies and programs geared towards making education better in Ghana. Nana Ikufaru says education remains a topmost priority for his government. My government places and will continue to place great importance on access to quality education for all of Ghana's children. Just as I told our award winners from previous years, today's youth running barefoot to school could be a future leader of business, industry, the arts, or government. Education is the equalizer of opportunity. I'm in this position as President of the Republic because of education. Education is the most effective way to change the fortunes of our country and continent and join the group of developed nations and continents. I can assure you today that my government will continue to take your education and the educations of millions of Ghanaian children seriously. We will continue to invest heavily in education and thereby help secure our country's future. To the school heads and staff, both teaching and non-teaching, through whose hard work and that direction these children have made it this far, I'll appeal to you to continue to work hard in grooming these young boys and girls and help exploit their potential to the maximum. You're an important part of their life story, and their successes or otherwise will be a reflection on you. To the parents of these brilliant children, I say well done for your hard work and dedication and for motivating and encouraging them along the way. You have every reason to share in their pride. I encourage you to continue to make the necessary sacrifices for them. That was President Ikufuado. Now away from education stories, let's move to the health sector because the health minister, Kweko Jumanmenu, has been scheduled to appear before Parliament on Tuesday, March 7, 2023, to brief the House on the shortage of vaccines in the country. This comes after the failure of the minister to appear before the House on March 1. Presenting the business statement of the House for the ensuing week, the Deputy Majority Leader Alexander Fenyomakin announced that the Minister would be available in Parliament on Tuesday. Constituents may be eager to witness an event like this, and members may be compelled to uh, make arrangements for them to enter the public gallery. The business committee strongly advise against this and would encourage members to urge their constraint to watch the event on television. 
Mr. Speaker, we also agreed at the committee meeting that a debate on the message of the State of the Nation thanking His Excellency the President will commence on Thursday. We debate will begin with a member moving a motion for same and uh, it will last for six days. That is from Thursday to Thursday the 9th of March to Friday the 17th of March 2023. Briefing by the Minister for Health. Mr. Speaker, the Honorable Minister of Health has been scheduled to attend upon the House and apprise members on steps taken to address the shortage of childhood vaccines in the country on Tuesday the 7th of March. That was the Deputy Majority Leader Alexander Fenyo Markin. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. Let your voice be heard on Eyewitness News on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag Eyewitness News. Eyewitness News on 97.3 City FM. We're coming to you live from our studios here at number 11, Dr. Martin Loop in Adabraka in Accra. My name is Selam Adunia. Tonight I'm here with um, Nashika Caesar. Your comments are welcome via WhatsApp line 0549-986-996. Some of your comments that have come through to us. Ayariga Isaac at Yawini in Boku says teaching and learning uh, is going on in Boku. Just that the restrictions are a bit problematic to us as teachers. Closing schools in Boku or closing down schools in Boku will affect those at the basic level, you say. Uh, Al Hassan uh, from Zenu says, in fact, students rejecting admissions uh, in the Boku area alone is a clear indication to the people of Boku to cease fire and it is a dent uh, on their uh, name, you say. Uh, Holy in Boga says, it's clear this government has run out of ideas and are just bent on shifting the pain of their mess to future. Uh, government. Uh, some more stories from um, Nashika. Now, the former Chief Justice Sophia Kufu says the country's resources would have been better spent if it was invested in projects rather than on the celebration of Independence Day. The capital of the Volta Region Hall will on Monday, 6th March, play host to the national celebration of Ghana's 66th Independence Anniversary, while other regions also host their respective debris to mark the day. Speaking to City News on the sidelines of a public lecture organized by the University of Ghana on the country, 66th independence. Former Chief Justice Sophia Kufu said although it is good to mark the occasion, infrastructure projects and other investments will serve Ghanaians better. To be very honest, yes, we should be we should be a, a celebrating our independence day. But um, gathering and marching that's not much. I think whatever money was going is going to be spent on on this celebration everybody going to the volta region if they had selected let's say a, a deprived uh, district built a new school there selected a, de- uh, a, a, a ramshackle district uh, hospital or health center and 
upgraded it, it and, and then named it Independence School, Independence Hospital, to be good. And then every year they pick a region, pick a project and do it. I think that will be money better spent, if it is to be spent at all. This would inure to the benefit of the people directly and it will also last. They're going to talk, march, eat and come back and that's all. Well, there, there's, it's a, there's, there are so many ways of doing it, but uh, one of the points that uh, Manasse made was that we should keep a close watch on what the children, are, uh, uh, how, what is being put into the very young children, basic school level or even at nursery school level. That's when we should be, begin to inculcate values into them. Sophia Kufu is the former Chief Justice. Eyewitness News on 97.3 City FM. Um, indeed, let's test this view uh, the former Chief Justice has expressed in respect of how we can better spend uh, or commemorate our independence anniversary uh, with um, an academic, indeed, uh, Dean of the Ghana Armed Forces Command and Staff College, Professor uh, Vladimir Intridan. So, hello, good evening, sir. Welcome to Eyewitness News. Is there any significance, really, in the, the way we mark our independence anniversaries, you know, parades and marches across the district regions and even having a national event where school children and, and members in the security forces or security agencies march, you know, to, to commemorate the day? Is there any relevance in that today? Well, thank you for having me. I strongly suspect that what uh, former Chief Justice was alluding to is the minds of everyone. How do we celebrate and for what purpose? And that's where your question is. is very important. Is it of relevance? It is of great relevance. The only thing is that in which way do we celebrate it so that it, its relevance can be felt? Uh, it was, she was talking about how it would yield to the benefit of Ghanaians. He was thinking that uh, it were better served if we use the money to be building schools and whatnot. But I think also that even if we did that, the essence of the independence would not have still been felt, that every year we build one school and name it something or whatever it is. I believe she's pointed out to the very fact that our celebration does not bring anything and we better find, we better find a, a way of celebrating it in order to bring out the essence of the independence. I have always spoken about it. That you know, during our time, you felt independence. The radio stations and the TV stations were always reminding us of the road to independence. And we were having a lot of um, drama in our schools to mimic independence for us to understand. Today, a lot of the people don't understand independence at all. Joy, FM, Joy News did some survey. And it was very interesting how people were responding and they were saying that 6 March is a day for Jama. You know, and, and that's sad indeed. So she was very right. But I don't subscribe to the very fact that if we use the money for some infrastructure development, that would, that, that would have been better. I feel we should recalibrate how we celebrate the independence anniversary for, for it to be inculcated into the youth, into the young ones for them to understand independence pre-independence post-independence and post-independence development so that when they grow they become mps and whatnot they understand where we're coming from so that that's my take on it
So, so are you advocating that we scrap the, the marches and parades, you know, altogether? Absolutely not. That's not what I'm saying. It will be the climax. Because the parade during those days, the schools and school pupils were the highlight because it was for them. It was for the future. The young pioneer was there. It was for the future. So that should be the climax. But the whole week or before then, some days must be dedicated to symposia, school, uh, drama, whatever it is. Things that will really make Ghanaians talk like one instead of the zero-sum game kind of politics we're having in Ghana. So, so those days towards independence, we'll all be enthusiastic about how uh, the days were when Nkrumah led us to independence. You know, so we understand that. But the matches will be the climax. Then we understand. When we, during our time, when we were going for these matches, we knew why we were going for the matches. And we were enthusiastic. Today, the pupils feel that it's an occasion when they are forced to go for matches. You know, kind of. So I'm not asking it to be scrapped completely. But then, it must it must have a meaning. Today, I don't think it has any meaning for the pupils. It has meaning more for the politicians than for the pupils. Mm, I, I see. That, that's, that's an interesting one. Also, to some other issue, you've also been uh, uh, speaking on the role of the National Development Planning Commission. And indeed, you've been calling for the strengthening of that commission to deliver on its constitutional mandate. Indeed, uh, many would think that they, they are already delivering on their constitutional mandate. Well, Article uh, 87, I mean, talks about they studying and making strategic analysis of macroeconomic and structural reform options. They make proposals, you know, a lot of the functions the constitution, you know, gives them are uh, uh, in the in the form of making proposals and proposals are proposals they, they they are doing that they may say that they make their proposals the powers that be or the government of the day doesn't take the proposals they make there is nothing else they can do so what do you mean by strengthening that do we how, how do we strengthen it because it has a role the constitution has given it and i think it's just doing that make it change that aspect of the constitution that make, makes it uh, just a uh, uh, kind of uh, ordinary rule. I was calling for it because if you strengthen that uh, institution, first and foremost, by avoiding politicizing it. Every time there's a new government, you see new people are put there. Every time there's a new government, new people are put there. I say make it a permanent structure. Make it technocratic. If you don't know ABC of planning, if you don't know macroeconomics and microeconomics, if you don't know Ghana, if you don't know our history, where we are coming from, don't be there. If you're a politician, you have no business being in the NDPC. That's my take. Put there people who will research and know that Ghana has a deficit of, say, 2 million houses. Ghana's cocoa in 10 years will yield X. Ghana has a deficit of roads, third roads, Y. So they make that research and put it down. And then they draw a plan that in 40 years, we will be liquidating the deficit in five-year tranches. And this is the case. Then the political parties rather go there, look at the plan for Ghana before they write their manifestos. Not when they tell us that they can take the sea to Kumasi when it's not in their plan. I'm calling for a situation where the NDPC is the builder of Ghana and the political parties tell us how they will fulfill the NDPC uh, 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 research, and then we vote for them according to how they. If, for example, they say in two years, NDPC we should liquidate uh, housing deficit in ten years, 
me, my party, KKK, I will, I will reduce it or I will fulfill it in two years, instead of the 10 years. Then we say, hooray, we vote. But we have made it in such a way that it is there for fanfare. You know, whatever they do, like you rightly said, is of no meaning. And they themselves, when they finish, then they tell us it's, uh, it's not binding. I was, I was really angry when a very good work was done by the Kosiboche team. Nimoy Thompson was my, is my friend, and therefore everything going on, I had a, uh, uh, this, I was privy to it. And when then when they came out with the forty year they a very beautiful plan. And if you if you have a copy, you would really see that they did a good job. Only for they themselves to say it's not binding, because the political parties themselves started. It was going, we were going towards election, and the political parties started saying they would not, I mean, follow the NDTC program. So for what did they do that time? We spent millions in preparing that project. If you look at Korea, Thailand, and others, they always have plans, and they fulfill that plans, uh, uh, those plans. We go to Dubai. Everybody, the politicians, where do they go for their holidays? Dubai. Dubai, some 10 years ago, was a backward area and that kind of thing. Look at today what they have been able to do, but it's all planning. They plan that we are going to get here in 5, 10 years. And they make sure, and, and the plan is not just a plan on paper. They say, we are going to get there. We are going to get oil from here, cocoa from here, this from here, that from here. So it's not just a plan by mouth. But if we don't do this, where are we going? And that's the haphazard nature we govern, and therefore we get into two peaks, like we are in now. You know, we just go borrow to consume. Because there's no planning. So I'm insisting that whatever is there in the Constitution, that will make it binding. I think the constitution does not say it's binding. If we are able to change that and make whatever they come out with. But the first thing is that it must be a technocratic institution. People who know and who should be there. I and also I know I don't even qualify to be there. So put the right people there, let them do the job. Mm. So, so you you calling for it to be made binding? W- won't it create any difficulty? B- because here we will have a group of people not elected, just as technocrats, you know, put somewhere, thinking for Ghana, determining what the country should become. What then happens to the aspirations of the people? The politicians go around the country, they they, 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 they pick the aspirations of the people, they put that together in a manifesto, and then sell it back to the people. Shouldn't development be based on what the people want? What the people want should also be based on what the people can can have. You know, in politics and development, you get what is feasible, not what is ideal. And therefore, the feasibility will also be predicated on research and what you aspire. You are talking about the fact that a representation. I mean, we, we put the, some people up there and call them soldiers, and they are representing us. Police, they are representing us. So you put NDPC there, they are representing the state. And we are people, technocrats, people who know, who are planning for us. My brother, if we don't plan our economy, we'll always be in problems like this. So we need to plan. We need to get people who know, who tell us that as you and I sit here now, we don't know what amount of deficit of housing we have in the country, what amount of deficit we have in education. We got up one day and we say free education. How much is it? Because we didn't know. Now we are in it. We got up uh, yesterday and we said this. Water. We said we, we didn't know. Even this uh, say thing. All research would point out to the grim future, and then NDPC would tell us. So before you write your manifesto, 
It is based on some grounding. When are you going to get the money to do this? NDPC is telling you your cocoa prices will be about X in two, three years' time. Oil price will go to Y. So when you don't come and write a manifesto, which is just, uh, how do I call it, uh, some platitudes, you know, trying to please us and say, I'll do this, I'll do that, and then we vote you based on that. Then later on, we turn around to say, oh, the government has fooled us. How many times have we not blamed government, whether NDC or NPD, of, of deceiving us? That is, that is that's the crux of the matter. But if we have a plan, the whole of Ghana, it's a plan for Ghana. It is an institution of Ghana that is saying, let's go this way. And we follow that institution and we'll get there. If we don't get there, then we know there is a problem. But if we don't plan the nation, we are working in the bush. Mm. All right. Thank you so much, Professor Vladimir Chidanso, Dean of the Ghana Armed Forces Command and Staff College. Thanks so much for speaking to us on Eyewitness News. Uh, your comments uh, have been coming through this one. Uh, uh, says, uh, tweets at me actually and says, uh, the world is changing. We must learn from the best. Many countries in Asia for some time now use their Independence Day celebration to display their true independence uh, by displaying their technological might and achievements. What about Ghana using this much to display real national achievements, technological displays, cultural displays, etc., you say? Uh, we'll take a short break, return uh, with City Business uh, News. Don't go away. Let your voice be heard on Eyewitness News on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3 Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973 and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag Eyewitness News. Get the details every significant financial transaction, every market movement, and all the policies that affect your business. City Business News. Be informed. It's time now for City Business News on Eyewitness News, powered by citybusinessnews.com. My name is Nashika Siza. Let's settle for the details. The Bank of Ghana is urging stakeholders of banks and other deposit-taking institutions to act swiftly to address early signs of distress to mitigate the risk of failure, which has dire consequences for the stability of the financial system and the economy. According to the Central Bank, the current microeconomic conditions have high the need for vigilance and swift action on the part of all corporate institutions, including financial institutions. The head of Bank of Ghana's resolution office, Elliot Edu Amwako, made this call on behalf of the governor of the Bank of Ghana, BOG, Dr. Ernest Addison, at the second induction ceremony of insolvency practitioners organized by the Ghana Association of Restructuring and Insolvency Advisors, Garia. We have come a long way since then. Presently, one can confidently say that strong supporting legal frameworks and policies have been established to respond expeditiously to the occurrence of any such event in the future. The other factor has to do with the challenging operating environment that triggers financial crisis for companies, including banks and SDRs. Indeed, the banks macroprudential risk assessments of the banking sector indicated the emergence of signs of spillovers from the current macroeconomic conditions characterized by high inflation and rising interest rates 
to the banking sector. In particular, pressures on solvency and liquidity of banks have increased and the bank is closely monitoring these developments. Already, some regulatory relief measures have been lined up for banks to moderate the potential impact of the domestic debt exchange program and ensure stability in the sector. These trends require close monitoring to avert insolvency in some institutions. That was the head of the Bank of Ghana's Resolution Office, Elliot Edu Amwakon. Now the Ghana Mine Workers Union is demanding that three of its members who were laid off from the Sinon Asogli power plant be reinstated. The union claims that the branch union secretary, the assistant secretary and chairperson were fired because they were joined they joined the trade union and were elected to represent workers at the enterprise level. The General Secretary of the Union, Abdul Mumin Bana, expressed hope that a National Labour Commission will resolve the matter soon. The commission we are seeking from uh, the commission orders to compel the company to enter into negotiations with us and also to um, deduct the subscriptions in accordance with law uh, to the union. Over and above that, our members, and for that matter, our executives on the ground who unfortunately have been terminated ought to be reinstated with immediate effect because they have done nothing wrong. I do not see when joining a union has become a, has become a crime. These workers freely consented to join a union and they have decided to do so. And so why would an employer want to stand on their way and, 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 and do everything possible to ensure that this, uh, this desire by these workers never get realized? So uh, beyond the negotiations, we expect that uh, our three officers will be reinstated and that calm will be restored so that we can focus on representing their interests, particularly when it comes to improving their current welfare and their well-being. That was the General Secretary of the Ghana Mine Workers Union, Abdul Mumin Bana. Mineral management of the Sunon Asogli power plant has indicated that they won't respond appropriately to the matter. Now, consumers who were hoping for a reduction in the prices of goods in the second quarter of the year will have their hopes dashed as importers in the country announce that they will not that will not materialize due to the government's failure to implement measures to stabilize the city. Ghana's annual inflation rates, which increased to record levels of over 54% in December 2022, resulting in steep increases in food, transport and housing costs, however, is slightly to 53.6% in January 2023. The Executive Secretary of the Importers and Exporters Association of Ghana, Samson Asakia Wingobit, has been speaking to City Business News on the matter. So, I said if it continues, if government was able to sustain that rate, we will definitely see the differences in second quarter. But as we speak, immediately after Christmas, January, we started seeing the anomalies again, where duty had, was rising. As we speak, if you are clearing goods at the port today, the custom is taking you 11 plus. If you are going to look for dollar today in the market, you are going to look for 12.9, almost 13. So there is no way that as we speak, that reduction of price will be significant in the market. We will see it significant. Yeah, like if you go to the market, you might see some little reduction, but that will not be significant in reflection to the consumer's market. So I can tell you that uh, there's no way because government failed to hold the sustainability of the city's stability against the dollar. Uh, and of course, government also failed to hold the rate at nine cities that they were using at the port at the time. As we speak, clearing goods at the port, one cannot talk to and say that 
custom is using 10 series, custom is using 11 plus. So that is the challenge that we are having at the moment. You had Executive Secretary of the Importers and Exporters Association, Samson Asaki Awingobit. Finally, the CEO of the National Film Authority, Juliet Asante, has indicated that Ghana's film industry has the potential to raise the required revenue to revitalize the economy with the appropriate investment. The government is presently pursuing a $3 billion International Monetary Fund program to revive the struggling economy. Juliet Asante emphasized in an interview with City Business News that Ghana could reap significant benefit from the multi-billion dollar industry, provided that the essential resources and environment are made available for the film industry to flourish. Recently we are looking for money and we are hearing all the conditions it comes with. Film money doesn't come with any of those conditions. Also, earlier on this year, for instance, uh, via the efforts of the National Film Authority, we've had some announcements. For instance, Girl Strip is coming to shoot in Ghana. When it was shot in 2018, it was over $20 million. We project that it may hit over $50 million this time. Idris was also in the news visiting the president and speaking about his productions, which is over $100 million. Now, just a couple of those productions, a couple of the size of the kind of productions that Idris is talking about, We've heard about studio announcements from Idris, from Pixel Ray, from uh, many other people. Studio investment is between, you know, 20 to 100 million, depending on how many sound stages you have. And so if the film sector was supported, energized and encouraged, and this is something I've said over and over again, unfortunately, um, you know, we haven't been given the opportunity as much yet. But with the right kind of support, the film industry is able to attract the kind of money that Ghana needs above and beyond to support our economy. That was the CEO of the National Film Authority, Juliet Asante. And that's all for City Business News on Eyewitness News, which was powered by your most comprehensive business website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Nashika Siza. Up next is Point Blank. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. Welcome to Point Blank on Eyewitness News. 26 minutes to the top of the hour. 
and tonight on Point Blank. We'll bring you up to speed on what our heritage caravan will be doing from tomorrow. The caravan takes off tomorrow. We'll talk 14 regions out of the 16 in seven days. So beginning tomorrow, patrons of CTFM City TV's Heritage Caravan will be treated to another thrilling and fascinated annual road trip of a lifetime across Ghana. The caravan, which is part of City TV and City FM's Heritage Month, will take patrons to 14 different regions over the course of seven spectacular days. This year, the participants will converge on City TV's plush premises at Tesano, where the trip will take off with a kinky party and then head to the eastern region through the Volta region. Already some patrons say they are looking forward to an exciting trip. They spoke earlier today on the City Breakfast Show. What, what is that about the caravan that excites you? Everything. Everything. The food. The, the food, jama. The jama. The bus experience. The hotels. The pool. Just like you, oh, you are going to encounter all these things. Everything. Hey, Charlie. You mean, wow. 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 So, how long have you heard about the caravan? I'll say the first day. On the first day. Yes. And um, I've been wanting to go. But, mm. you know, it's not easy getting time off. Mm-hmm. So, thanks to my boss, Salom, for actually... Oh, your boss gave you a leave. Shall everybody is thanking Salom. One week leave. I'm actually taking about a month. A month. Which department in the bank do you work? Uh, Treasury. Hey, and they are letting you go. Uh, that's why it has been difficult. <laughs> 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 you are in Treasury. Difficult. Yeah, exactly. And your boss has allowed you to go and chill for one week. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. Last year, I didn't take so many Last year, you couldn't days. take a leave. Yeah, I couldn't take so many days off. So. Wow. Yeah. Are you going to go with a significant other? Oh, oh, that's a coded. Or you go and find something. You, I know, want to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we want to know. Oh, let's see how it goes. Yay! Ruda, are you available? You are searching. <laughs> uh, you are in the course of what are you? I mean, I'm in between. You are in between. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in between. So, and yeah. he works in treasury. The guy did treasury. Charlie. You know, treasury. They, 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 they allocate where the money goes. Yeah, thank, thank you. They are the bank's banker. Thank you. Thank <laughs> they you. are a banker's banker. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Hey. Big man. <laughs> <laughs> Big man. You know, you know the story. So, are you going alone? You are going somewhere? Regardless. I'm coming with my sister. Oh, okay. Victoria. Oh, okay. Yes. Your sister, actually, your real sister. Yes, my mother and father's daughter. Oh, nice. Oh, you've been planning this thing for a long time, eh? Yeah, Which region are you most forward looking forward to most? All the regions. All the. Have you been to all the regions in the country? Six. You've been to which regions haven't you been to yet? The five northern regions. Oh, you've not been to Upper East, no, Upper no, West, no, Northern South. No. Hey, then you will enjoy. <laughs> oh, you will enjoy. You will enjoy. You will enjoy. Oh, what about you? Which regions are you looking forward to? I've actually remained in the southern part. So oh. I'm your whole life. My whole life. So oh, you've, wow. you've never been to B. I've never been to B. Oh, Charlie. You, attended you, you, you need to Agasco, oh. You know, yeah. So You've I'm never been to B. No, I've never wow. been to B. Wow. I don't cross that side. So, so beyond. Have you? Have you? Have you been to Kumasi? I've been to Kumasi. After Kumasi. So after, after Kumasi, 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 zero. Charlie. <laughs> so hey. I see. And I've been looking to you know tour Ghana. So wow. I think the caravan is really wow. 
So you, 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 because from the route they gave, you do Volta. Have you been to Volta region? I've been to Volta region. And then you do Eastern. You've been to Eastern, I'm I've sure. Mm-hmm. Look, look, look forward to Tamale. Tamale is nice. So I hear. Borga is amazing. I mean, you will enjoy yourself because it means that everything is a discovery for you. Everything. Wow. Everything. So we had some patrons, or would be patrons, of this year's Heritage Caravan speaking earlier today to Bernard Kokuable. So in the studio tonight with me is the venerable, indefatigable, ever beautiful, Frema Edunami, head of events here at City FM and City TV. Hi, Prima. Welcome to Eyewitness News. No, this is an eyewick. No, oh, you're weaker, but it's, it's, it's the truth. I mean... <laughs> Charlie, how are you? I'm good. I'm good, Solomon. How are you? Charlie, you've been busy in the last few days running around ensuring that the Heritage Caravan, you know, and in preparation for the caravan, mm. you know, was good, etc. Now, it's tomorrow. It um, what are we to expect tomorrow? We see a lot of activity, a lot of things, a lot of preparations going on here and there. What are we to expect tomorrow? Well, so tomorrow, um, patrons j- should just look forward to an amazing trip of a lifetime. Mm. You know, it's going to be very, very fun-filled. It's going to be extremely educative. And um, we're going to learn so much. And most importantly, the, 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 the networking, the bonding that is going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, after every heritage caravan, the patrons become family become members. Family, yes. And you I understand know, there's an alumina of a kind which is formed yes, on WhatsApp yes. groups, doing projects together, etc. Exactly. Because we, we all the time form WhatsApp groups mm-hmm. you know, because it's easier to communicate yes, yes, that yes, way. Yes. And so, you know, after one week, staying mm-hmm. together, moving together, eating together, together mm-hmm. you know, you become very familiar with each mm-hmm. other we become friends and that is the spirit of heritage caravan mm-hmm. you know for for city i mean we connect very well with it's the city style uh, the city style you know with our viewers and our listeners and so anytime there's a city event mm-hmm. you know we we are involved in everything we mm-hmm. are doing we love to draw people in and so it brings that family bond mm-hmm. So it's, it's not surprising that even after Heritage Caravan, you find patrons doing things together. Mm-hmm. So I recall one of the one of the episodes, I mean, was it last year or last two years? Soon after that, there was the uh, Back to Your, your Village Food program, Bazaar. Food Bazaar. Yes. And, and we saw a lot of them together eating, you know, having fun. Yeah. And, and it was yeah. quite, a, you know, a very beautiful scene to behold. They were talking as if they've known themselves for... Mm-hmm. For, for months mm-hmm. and years, yes. all because they spend just one week together. Absolutely, because oh. of all the activities, you mm-hmm. know, there are some activities that are very adventurous, some that are fun, mm. so you really would want somebody to laugh with, you know, and it's, it's one week of being together around each other. And so, by all means, that bond will be there. You, if you remember, um, um, with Back to Your Village, we still had even some of our sponsors mm-hmm. coming back, those mm-hmm. going with us, and our sponsors are fantastic. Mm. They are amazing, you know, mm. so we have Hollard, we mm-hmm. have um, the European Union in Ghana, we have Goyle, we have um, Colgate, mm-hmm. we have Voltic, mm. we have Malta Guinness, mm. and um, I mean, GTA is our partner, mm-hmm. and it's been fantastic, it's been amazing, mm. you know, I mean, the kind of support that our sponsors come on board with, mm. and this this year is going to be even fantastic, mm. because, uh, I mean, some throughout the routes, mm. we're going to have 
sponsors take care of the routes we are taking. So, for Whoa. instance, we take the first day, which mm -hmm. is tomorrow. Tomorrow. We go through um, Volta region, Amitopea mm -hmm. to Eastern region, and that is going to be the EU day. Oh, okay. You know, for on the trip. On the and trip. so, this time, we are just giving the day to the sponsors to do what they want to do, mm. you know, activities. They are, they are doing so much. And um, we also have ebony condoms as well, mm. you know, coming in. Yes. So, and, the ebony and condoms will have a day for themselves? Well, ebony condoms has a day. And <laughs> Tomorrow actually is for ebony condoms. Whoa. Tomorrow is for ebony condoms. And then um, Kumase, <laughs> the Kumase trip will be... So when we are leaving Eastern Region to Kumase, that will mm -hmm. be for... Um, European Union. Union okay. But tomorrow is the first day. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow is going to be um, for Ebony Condoms. And I think that is, it's in the step, a step in the right direction. I, I, I see. The tomorrow is the Saturday. It's the first day. Exactly. Excitement begins. Yeah. So, so tell us, tomorrow morning, mm -hmm. when are they to report what happens on that reporting day? You know, at what time are they taking off, etc.? You know, so tomorrow we are gathering at 5.30. A.M. So 5.30 a.m. Mm. We are ready to register uh, patients and mm -hmm. you know it's, it's a road trip the distances are quite mm -hmm. far apart and so we really want to stick to time we want to move very early no lateness mm -hmm. and those who have been will tell you that when we say we are moving at eight it means we are moving at eight mm -hmm. and so tomorrow at five thirty to around seven we are having the um registration mm -hmm. you know where people come in we we make sure that we have all the patrons there we check everyone's luggage and then we pack everything and then between seven and eight w 8.30 when we set off is going to be the kinky party. So the kinky party will be on the bus? or before, No, no, before we before even the, get on the, the okay, bus. Yeah, get so, on the bus okay. party. so it's an early morning kinky party. Early morning kinky, very, very hot. Wow. You get, you get it. <laughs> <laughs> early morning kinky. There'll also be... Um, Hallmark will also be there to give us English breakfast. Not everybody can take kinky that early in the morning and so, we'll so if, 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 if you can't take kinky then you do the, the you english have, breakfast, have english breakfast just to play it safe you know and then we'll have brass band as well because the entertainment is also very key yeah, in the morning so that is how we charge you know Whoa. the batteries for tomorrow morning mm -hmm. for the journey ahead mm -hmm. so from so from the takeoff you take off tomorrow from accra yeah where do you go Right. So we, the moment we move from Accra, mm -hmm. we are heading to Eastern Region, mm -hmm. but we'll go through the Volta Region. So we'll do um, the Amejope Mountains. You know, we do the Canopy Walkway and every beautiful thing that mm -hmm. comes with it. And then from there, we move to the Eastern Region where we'll be lodging at the Royal Senchi um, Resort. Mm. And then um, in the evening of that the Royal Tomorrow, night, yeah, yeah, we're gonna have Kwampa will come through. Oh, Kwampa will come there. Yeah, maybe they have to say it, but um, forget wow. that I let it out. Uh, it's so okay. it's really going to be that exciting. Wow. That's how we so Kwampa will join. will join the team exactly. as, as Royal Exactly, Century. and that and that is sponsored by Ebony Condoms. Oh, wow! Exactly. So you know when I mentioned that our sponsors are doing so much, yes, yes. owning mm -hmm. the days and the mm -hmm. routes. Wow, this, that's quite innovative. Exactly, I mean. exactly. So that will happen. So there's going to be a pool party with Pampa mm -hmm. there. And so, and in the morning, I mean, tomorrow, no, that Sunday morning, mm -hmm. we are moving to the Ashanti region. Okay. Now, we'll go through, so that's going to be the... So, from the eastern now to Ashanti. To Ashanti region. Okay. So, Ashanti region, we are going through Bunri first mm. to visit um, the Kinte Museum and have a Deba, you know, that will also mm. be prominently featured by the European Union in Ghana. Mm. And then we come to Kumase proper, where we'll be at Noda Hotel. Mm. And then from the Ashanti region, that is day three, we are going to the Upper East region, that's Bolgatanga. You know, we just make um, 
a few stops here and there, but mm-hmm. we're not really going to stop, you know, to have any activity mm-hmm. and for security reasons, you yes. know, we are going yes. up there, so, yes. which is very, very necessary, very important. Yeah. yeah, so we do that. We go to Bolgatanga and then we have a beautiful cultural night mm-hmm. on Sunday night. That's the day three. Now, we move from Bolgatanga, um, that is on day three, to so from Bolgatanga, we now move to the Paga, you know, visit so, so the, the, Paga, the Upper West upper, area. Yes, we do that. So we do so go the, to the crocodile, we, we go yes. to the crocodile pond. Yeah, so, so now we are in the Upper East, you know, Bolgatanga area. So mm. we do the Paga crocodile pond. We go and buy suya, you know, across, across. We so go the, to Burkina Faso and buy, just wow. buy meat. So for a while, you'll be international back. citizens. You go across the border, exactly, exactly. buy so suya and just come back. back. At least you've left wow. <laughs> You know, so we do that and then we come to, from Bulgatanga, we come to Tamale, mm. where we will do um, the red clay, that mm-hmm. is Ibrahim Mahama's Yes, and that's going to be a very beautiful evening. And this is, I hear some new trains yes, taking yes, to the place. Yes, he has. Now, know. I'm personally looking forward to that yes, night. Yes, yes, yes. Because last year we were there and it was so beautiful. Mm. And and with the addition that he has, I'm mm-hmm. sure it's even going to be mm-hmm. pleasant this time around. So we'll do the red clay and then... Um, from Tamale, we'll be heading to the Buno region. So mm-hmm. we'll be coming to Sunyai, where we'll be lodging at Usbet Hotel. Mm. You know, and then, but on our way, we'll do the Moli National Park. Okay, that's uh, in the northern yes, region? Is yes, it the yes, nord- we'll, northern region? We'll or the that. old northern mm-hmm, region, yes. Mm-hmm. So we do that, and then move straight to the the the. Usbet Hotel Usbet that hotel. is in Sunyai in Hotel. Exactly. Uh, I mean, Usbet any day, any time. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, a, it's, it's a super place to be. Beautiful. Uh, I spent some time there. Very super, exactly. super, super place Extremely to be. professional. Mm-hmm. You know that. Now, in the night, and the kind of welcome that Usbet always gives is mm-hmm. fantastic. You know, you you get there and you're served coconuts, fresh coconut water. You the the cultural performance mm-hmm. that greets you, mm-hmm. and you know the 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 meals. I mean, mm. they understand, you yes. know, they understand yes. the <laughs> heritage caravan vibe. Mm. And so th- we, we, we have a beautiful buffet in the evenings by the poolside. And it's going to be a pool party with live band. Mm. And in the night, there will be a nightclub session. Oh, there'll be a nightclub session. Oh, I yeah. Used I mean, you know? By then, the, the, the patrons would have bonded, bonded together properly. properly. Yeah, <laughs> so you understand the vibe. That is why it will be on day oh. five. Exactly. So from Buno region, then we are moving to... The western region mm. where we're going to be at Maha Beach Resort. Mm. Now we'll stop over at Inshraba Hotel, you mm. know, um, briefly for lunch, and then we continue to Maha Beach Resort. Then um, at Maha, you know, we usually have birthday parties. Okay, you know, yes, yes, yes. So, so people who people, celebrate their exactly, birthday within the period. Within the period, oh. that's between the 4th and 11th, mm. we have a proper party for them. And this is. A proper black tie event. Whoa! Yes, yeah, so it's, so they know, and so they are coming. Oh yeah, along I mean, with we've, all of given, that. we've given patrons a guide. Okay. you know of where we be going, so they have the itinerary, they have <laughs> things to pack, wow. they have everything. So we make you know the various activities mm. that will be happening, so you can pack appropriately. So the birthday party will happen at Maha Maha Beach Resort. Wow! Yes, I yes, see. Yes, and that let me say that. On that day, we have um, drinks. We have champagne coming from Veuve du Vinay. Mm. So they are providing mm-hmm. us drinks for the birthday party at Maha. Uh, so from Maha, we are now coming to the central region. Mm-hmm. Now, we'll make a stopover at um, Nkrofo 
in Kroma's hometown. In Kroma's hometown. And then we'll also stop over at Palmlands Hill. Hmm. Now, Palmlands Palm Hill is, um, is a residence of a man who loves it so much. Whoa. That is Mr. William Nkumsa. Oh, I see. Last year, he gave us a beautiful reception. Wow. He's doing it again this year. This now, that, that, is, that is fantastic. And he says that, look, this year is even going to be better wow. than last year. Wow. So we're looking forward really to that. Wow. So we'll do that in second D and then come to um, Ridge Royal, mm -hmm. which is in Central Region. Now, in Central Region, we'll have our live band mm -hmm. dinner. And then in the night, DJ Mingle will be joining us. Oh, DJ Mingle. Oh, yeah. DJ Mingle is coming for another nightclub session. Oh. You know, as, and, and that is going to be the last night before we leave. Fakra. Wrapping up the whole mm -hmm. um, Heritage Caravan mm -hmm. week. And so DJ Mingle will come. There's going to be a nightclub session. Mm -hmm. Now, on our way back to Accra, mm -hmm. we will make a stopover at Asen Mansu Slave River. Mm, okay. Exactly. Where we'll visit, you know, it is Heritage Month. And so it's very key that we touch. Mm. Yes. I mean, you, you touch with all yes, those with all places of historical places, exactly. uh, significance. Yes. And then from there, we head back to Accra. Accra. Wow. It appears like a very packed, you know, uh, seven days, you know, it full is. of activities and excitement. And I guess, you know, a lot of pictures will be taken uh, and a whole lot of things. Very, very, Absolutely. appears very yes. uh, exciting. But, you know, the, 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 the spaces were sold out quite early this time. Yeah. You know, about a month or two weeks to time, the spaces mm -hmm. were sold out. In fact, we, we, the seats were sold out in the second week of January. Wow. So over like two and a half, well, let me say one, one and a half months, you know. So we, we broke communication in November mm. and then by January, everything was gone. So, so normally we have three buses. Why couldn't yeah. you do four? Because it appears that the, the interest was very huge. The interest is huge, Salom, but you know, there are genuine challenges that, are beyond our control. Yes, so for know, instance, with, with huge accommodation of, yes, yes. Is, is one major issue. Mm -hmm. You move from Accra, you move from Kumasi and places like that, and you realize that there aren't many mm -hmm. hotels, I mean, mm -hmm. decent hotels that you mm -hmm. want patrons to be in. So this is a major challenge, mm -hmm. you know, that we, we, we deal with. And so, Wow. So, and then people also say that this is so exciting. Why can't we do this twice in a year? No, I, why, I, why, why do you always want to do it once? <laughs> no, I, I, I understand. I understand why people may want us to do it twice mm. in a year. But look, it's not easy putting this whole thing together. It's not easy, you know. It takes so much time, so mm -hmm. much effort, you mm -hmm. know. And let's not also forget that we have to take a lot of people from work, you know, mm -hmm. as, from city. Mm -hmm. Don't forget that we are just one organization. Yes, yes, And yes, we have yes. to take about 20 Doing people. Doing other things. Exactly. I mean, our main business is Ex news exactly. and current you know, affairs. So you can't... And events now, you know. Well, yeah, <laughs> but, but, but we have to stay because it takes a lot of effort, you know. So we understand that we may want to do it twice in a year. But for mm. now, let's just look at the once a year people have said given the excitement and the quality of hotels and things we'll be doing on this trip i mean and look at how much patrons were paying i mean how are we balancing it because they didn't pay quite they didn't pay a lot of money yeah but it appears the trip is so packed yeah and and, and a lot of quality things will be happening sleeping in the best of hotels senchi maha Uzbek, etc how are we handling that how are we doing that how, how is know, that happening salam i i really believe that this is one of the reasons for patrons you know coming on board very early people wanting to be on the trip because it's heavily subsidized now if you calculate only accommodation you realize that the amount of money you pay cannot even 
cover only accommodation. Mm. When you talk about food, because we also give breakfast and dinner, mm. you know, and this is on us. Mm. We are also providing you with security. Yes. This is on us. Mm. So we travel with the police. You know, we are going with um, um, STC buses, mm. very comfortable buses. And you realize that if you put all this to, together, there's no way your money is... So security is catered for. Exactly. There's a police yes. you know, yes. team with us. Yes, the police team with us. Yes, and we make sure that we all the time move with STC mm. just for safety. Mm-hmm. You know, and so this is when we say a very big thank you to our sponsors mm-hmm. because without them, this cannot be this done. This would have been impossible. You know, do. if you calculate just the fuel, mm-hmm. you, yes. you are driving mm-hmm. around just a, just with... Just the fuel. You, just the fuel. Mm-hmm. I mean, you pay less than 10,000 cities mm-hmm. and this is... And those who be pairing, you pay less than 8,000 cities mm-hmm. and there's no way you can use that amount to do anything mm-hmm. I mean, compared to what you are getting. And so we are constantly very grateful to our sponsors, to Ghana Tourism Authority, mm-hmm. to European Union in Ghana, to Goyle, to Voltec Mineral Water, to Colgate, to mm-hmm. Hollard, NLA, mm-hmm. to Malta Guinness and Ebony Condoms. We say a very, very big thank you to our sponsors. I see. I mean, very interesting. And, 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 and it's, it's a pity I'll not be on the trip. Well, and, don't worry. You yeah. live in real-time experience, <laughs> you know, because we'll be sharing videos and pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and I hear there's always, you know, jama on the buses. There's excitement. There are tour guides, you know, Akbable and Co. will be yeah, on the buses yeah. showing you where we... We have we, medical the, doctors. The, yes, yes. The significance of those places, exactly. etc. So there are exactly. medical doctors yes, too Yeah, there board. are medical doctors. In fact, we have two doctors this time around on board. Wow. Yes. To take care of the health needs exactly. of people should anything happen. Exactly. So wow. We have, that, we that's, have everything that's, covered. That, that's, that's a 360 arrangement. Well, wow. From our, any final words for, for the people of Ghana and for the patrons? Well, we say that it is Heritage Month and um, this is our contribution to making Ghana a better place. This year, our theme is Make It Ghana. Now, you mm. couldn't have had any better way to make it Ghana than to really go to Ghana. To travel go Ghana. To travel Ghana. Eat Ghana and meet, meet people in exactly, Ghana. Exactly, because this is what we are offering. And mm. so, we just call on all to support this course. Let's make it Ghana. You know, now we have the shirt, Make It Ghana yes, shirt. Yes, you know? And yes, a lot yes. of people have been asking, how yes, do I get the shirt? Yes. So, now... Yeah, so, 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 are the shirts on sale? Yeah, now, so, you know, Make It Ghana is not just a city something. Mm-hmm. It's, it's city become, might be championing yes, it, yes. but this is something for all of us mm-hmm. as Ghana. So, we want to say that because, you know, we look at three um, really driving elements. Mm-hmm. That is investment, film, and tourism. Mm-hmm. And we say that, you know, whatever it is you are doing, let Ghana be at the center of it. Mm-hmm. And so, anybody, anyone can purchase. Now, we, there are going to be quite a number of um, paraphernalia to mm-hmm. celebrate this. Mm-hmm. But for now, the shirt the is there, yeah. you know. So, if you want a shirt, you can get some at city premises mm-hmm. just for 100 cities. And then wow. So, we have the white and the black. Yes. Wow. Yes. And Beautiful. It Ghana. Beautiful. Yeah. So, it means to, from to, so tomorrow, you guys are off. Monday, we are not seeing you here. No, no, you, you'll be no. Somewhere. I'll be somewhere, somewhere, you know. That's so unfair. But we'll be, we'll, we'll be, fo- we'll be following. We'll be following you and yes, we'll be following we the should, updates and all. Frema Edunyami, thanks so much. Frema Edunyami is head of events here at City FM and City TV. Uh, thank you so much. You'll be on the Heritage Caravan tomorrow. Uh, the buses are taking off tomorrow. They'll be visiting 14 regions uh, out of 16 in the country. They'll do that in seven days. So, the heritage caravan is actually what you should be looking out for every year, and so you should plan a vacation around that. This is Eyewitness News Point Blank, and this is how we conclude today's edition of the program. We've been live from our studios at number 11, Dr. Martin Loop in Adabraka in Accra. 
Earlier, you heard Nashika Caesar. Show has been produced by uh, Nana Kobna Welsin and Sami Wiafe and Beverly London. Production assistance is being given by Daniel Squashi. Uh, my name is Salom Adunu. Um, have a good evening. And just to say that tomorrow, make a date with me on the big issue at 9 a.m. or 97.3 City FM. Up next is Sports Panorama with the boys. Have a good evening.